welcome to the CigarCast, your one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Edmond. I'm joined as I am every week by Mr. Shane Reeves. So probably the most prestigious guest we've ever had on, and you had to goof up the intro the first time. Well, through. I got a little bit of a heavy tongue tonight. I need a little bit more water, then we'll be good to go. <laughs> I got a bottle over here, but I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know I, you that well. I don't know that I can share it with you. <laughs> need a drink. But, yeah. Our guest tonight is Alejandro Toledo. Yes, sir. And you are the brand ambassador for Caldwell Cigars. That's what they say. And I, I don't know what that means, but... Well, I was, that was one of the it questions. Means you get to come chat with guys like us, right? We're gonna light a cigar, and then I'm gonna find out find out a little bit more about this brand ambassador gig because I kind of think that's like Ben and Jerry's flavor tester. It may be a job I really need to look into it in my hey, life. We're, <laughs> we're a hiring. Sweet gig if you can get it. Take my job. <laughs> Take my job, please. No, yeah. I actually love my job. So, how long have you been with Caldwell? Uh, so. It'll be five years in May that we started the company, but actually this is a this is a, a project and a process that we started uh, way before. I've been friends with you know with the guys with Robert and Nando for for years, and uh, so this is something that's been in the works for more than five years. So, you know, we we've always been Caldwell somewhere, one way or another. So we're about to. <laughs> oh, sorry. Have you, have you already cut yours? I haven't cut mine yet. Use that. Told you. So it's a, it's a Jonathan weapon. is here waiting in the wings, and he brought us a new accessory that's actually a Caldwell cutter. And this thing is like half the size of a credit card. It's tiny. It, it's so thin. We also, we also use it to cut fingers. I can believe that. It would do yeah, a finger. I mean, course. that would go right through. Somebody pisses me off, I can just cut their finger with that thing. That is. That it, now, how long have you had it? That's a sexy cutter. About three weeks. Every day. Now, five, six cigars a day. Yeah, uh, knowing how how you know five six cigars a day that you smoke that, that every day for three weeks that's that's gotten a lot of use. That's gotten as much use probably as most cigar cutters would in their lifetime with anybody else. And that thing's still just razor sharp. I that mean, thing was so slick. Well, and the cool thing is the way it's set up, you can make that into a belt buckle. Yeah. yeah. You can just whip off your belt buckle and cut your cigar. How, yeah, and cut cool. somebody's finger. And then cut somebody's <laughs> finger. I'm a little concerned. People are going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little cons- he smokes cigars and cuts people's fingers. I'm, I'm a kidding, little concerned guys. about how fixated Alejandro is on, the, on this finger cutting nah, it's thing. just it's a Miami thing. Jonathan, they oh. haven't told you about the sales incentive program yet, yeah. have they? I was raised in Miami in the 80s. You know, it's just a thing. I'm just joking. And I'm also lighting it with a lighter that I'm definitely stealing later. <laughs> Jonathan turns his back. <laughs> J- Jonathan's not going to go home with anything that he brought in tonight. <laughs> so, Alejandro, tell us about the cigar we're smoking. Tell our listeners what we're going to oh, be smoking. Oh, man, there's so, there's so much to say about to tell about that cigar. So that cigar that you're smoking is pretty much the one that put us on the map. Um... And, um, I mean, I would say that's our pride and joy in the sense that Robert, uh, it took him about seven years for him to perfect that cigar. And I, and I, I use that term, you know, loosely perfected because it's, it's, for me, it's the perfect cigar. It's one of those uh, cigars that it took forever, as I said before, to, um, to blend. And, um, it's got a peculiar, um, seed called Negrito that's original from Cuba, okay. came out of Cuba, planted in the DR, and we're the only company that actually, since the 60s, that uses that, and we bought a parcel of land, 
and we have exclusivity to the to that parcel of land and to the um, and to that to that to that seed. So we're very proud of it because it's so that cigar is like it's like having and smoking a dessert all at the same time. It's like smoking chocolate. A lot of times I'll have dark chocolate or milk chocolate actually rather, and then I smoke it after dinner, and it's a phenomenal cigar. So I can I, see how that would pair well. No, it, it, it is, and, and I've actually done it in some uh, cutting lights and uh, cigar events, and people actually come back to me and, you know, give me the feedback of, wow, this is actually, you know, it smokes greatly with a, you know, pair with a chocolate. So, okay, before we do anything else, I've got to get the question answered. And I'll, Jonathan's told me the answer, but I saved it because I want our listeners to hear it from your <laughs> mouth. Long live the king, the king is dead. Were they designed to be smoked back to back? What, were they designed to be smoked in the same night, or is that an urban legend? It's not an urban legend. There's actually uh, there's a story behind it. So Robbie was once making cigars. He stopped making cigars uh, when he broke partnerships with his uh, previous partner. And unfortunately, um, it was kind of like symbolic in the sense that he was... Uh, he was dethroned or decrowned, so that's why King is dead. So, and it's not an egotistical thing. It's just uh, it's kind of personal. You know, I feel pride about making a cigar, so I, I kind of feel like I'm a king in my own little world. So this is uh, when him and Christian Iorio were together. Correct. Okay. Correct. So it's that's kind of like correct. So it's kind of like uh, you know I'm no longer the king. I don't know what to do now. And then uh, this came out. And people loved it. Got rated 95 and one of the top 20 and. International, so we're like shit. We got something going here, you know. So now let's crown ourselves, but let's crown a baby because we're starting from <laughs> scratch. We're starting fresh. We're starting new. It's a rebirth. It's a reborn. So, uh, or uh, as I say sometimes in in Latin, Renatus. So you know, we just it's new. So that's how the Long Live the King came about. So, King is dead. Long Live the King. The King is dead is the first Caldwell cigar I've ever smoked. Not actually. The first one that we made was uh, Eastern Standard, which will right. forever be my favorite and Robert Caldwell's favorite. Eastern Standard, um, that's our baby. That's the one that, when he blended that cigar and he called me and texted me, hey, I, I got it. I'm like, well, you got what? <laughs> You're going to be a father? You got somebody pregnant? What the, what the hell is going on? And he said, no, man, I got the blend. So when I smoked it, I, I fell in love with it. And I've been smoking cigars since I was 16. He's been smoking since he was 12, you know, hiding from our parents. So I knew that he was up to something. And then when he made that happen and I smoked it, I was in love with it. And then I was in love with this, you know. And then I was in love with Long Live the King, too. So Caldwell started out as a cigar concierge service, for lack of a better word, yep. supplying restaurants and high-end establishments with cigars, humidors, and accessories and all that stuff. Yep. Is there any of that still go on, or is that something y'all have totally left and put back to something there's, else? Mm, there's something. There's a little bit of it going on still, just because we have some uh, some people that just, you know, they like they still like to support that. But uh, we we uh, we got too busy with our brand and with Caldwell, and we had to divide and conquer, so to speak. So we we had to put all our efforts into this. You know, this is this is this is our baby. This is what we wanted to do. You know, make cigars by friends, and share that with with the rest of the. Uh, the rest of the U.S., you know. 
Okay, so you and I were talking before the show. Tell our listeners kind of your history, just a brief description of your history in the cigar industry, how you got in, family, everything like that. All right. Uh, Rated R or PG? I mean, no. (laughs) PG-13. So basically, uh, fifth-generation cigar smoker. My my great-grandparents actually owned a a, a plantation in Cuba, uh, late 1800s, where they uh, grew tobacco. And uh, they were also involved in the uh, tobacco uh, business in uh, Ybor City in Tampa. And uh, so that land was taken. Uh, they were actually neighbors of Fidel Castro, and that land was taken in 1962 by the Castro family. So that killed that. That killed the factory. That killed the, the you know the growing of tobacco. But my family kept smoking cigars. You know, so I grew up around cigar smokers. The first time I put a cigar in my mouth, I was eight years old. My father was smoking a cigar. Um, after work, he was playing the guitar, smoking a cigar, and having a drink. He gets up, and I go to the uh, ashtray, and I pick it up, and I put it in my mouth. I didn't get caught. I didn't start smoking when I was eight. But I picked it up uh, when I was 16. So there was always cigar smoking in my house by my older cousins, by my uncle's father, my grandfather, hell, even my grandmother smoked cigars. So it's always been in my, it's been in my blood, mm-hmm. you know. So what was your father's cigar? My father's cigar, um, there was an old man that rolled cigars uh, from Pinal del Rio, where that famous leaf comes out of, Vuelta uh, Abajo, and he uh, didn't have a brand, didn't, have a, didn't even have a ring. But uh, it was the best cigar, according to them, according to him, according to my grandfather, that they'd ever tried. And I had the pleasure of smoking something which I, I assume that is similar because it comes from the same region. And it actually comes from a descendant of that person that used to make those cigars when my father was, was a kid. And it was one of the best cigars I've ever had in my entire life also. So, I mean... Um, I know that I remember seeing Ache Uppman, uh, H. Uppman and the, uh, well, as, as we say in Spanish, Ache Uppman, but H. Uppman, um, Bolivar, uh, but mainly those, those cigars that were actually from the backyard, you know, so to speak. And you mentioned you grew up in South Florida, right? I grew so, up in Miami. Yeah. So there's a, there was a lot of that going on. Oh, yeah. The, Still is. Yeah. <laughs> Still is. <laughs> Some of it even legally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I grew up there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've noticed a lot of the companies are kind of doing the brand ambassador thing lately. You know, uh, I'm good friends with uh, Sean Williams for Cohiba and, and it's it's kind of a new job title. Why don't can you walk us through kind of what a day in the life is, what it means to be the brand ambassador, and kind of what? Well, um, it's first and foremost, it's 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 a great uh, it's a great spot to be in because I get to do stuff like this, sit down with, with interesting folks like yourselves, meet new people, uh, meet new places, uh, and just it's it's. Um, it's a way for me to spread the love that I have for cigars and the appreciation that I have for the people that carry our brand and that support the industry. Because it's not just our brand, it's the industry in a whole, as a whole. And um, I mean, there's a lot of traveling involved, obviously, but um, 
it's just, it's fun. Get up in the morning, you know, travel with, you know, like Jonathan. He's, Jonathan is, he's great. I mean, he represents the brand um, to the utmost value and um, go around different shops, meet the customers, meet the owners, meet the managers, meet the people that work that actually are in the front lines of our cigars. So, and we get to spend time and tell our story and share the, you know, our, our background of our cigars and then our blends. And then, you know, it's just, it's, it's like kind of like, it's kind of like you're, you're hanging out with great people, smoking cigars all day. That's, in a, in a nutshell, that's what it is. Yeah. And, um, and it's great. I mean, it's, I couldn't think of a better, a better thing. I actually, when we started this company, my mother was pulling for me to get a job as a pharmaceutical sales rep. When Robbie came with the idea of starting his own cigar, um, cigar company, uh, we talked about it, and we all got together as friends, and, and we were like, he came up with the idea, came up with the concept, had everything planned out. I loved the idea. I loved everything about it, and I was sold. I'm like, let's do it. Let's, let's jump on it. Let's just, you know. Let's ride this this thing. So I told I told my mom, Mom, I'm no longer taking that pharmaceutical sales job. I'm, you know, Robbie's starting a cigar company. We're working together. So she said, Oh, my, in her broken English, Oh my God, you crazy! <laughs> you gonna throw away your life? No, you gotta smoke cigars all day. I go, Mom, I already do that. Yeah. So now I get to do it and get and get paid for it. So right. Sounds like a. I mean, I've always wanted to do something where I felt passionate. Mm-hmm. And I, something I could do for the rest of my life, and this is it. I, I can't see myself doing anything else. That's one of the things I love about the cigar industry, is that the the people who work in the industry have such passion for it, and it's it's not like insurance sales no. or car sales. No. The people that are, are doing sales and representing the brands in the cigar industry eat, sleep, live, and breathe cigars, right. Right. and it shows through. Yeah, it, it's like you. I mean, you know. You need to do what you need to do to make a living, but I, my philosophy since I was a kid, it's you, you need to find something that you feel passionate about, mm-hmm. and if you have to work at something for the time being, so you can work your way till you get to that thing that makes you feel great about yourself, and you, and you feel like you and that thing is, are just one, you need to pursue that. Right. The money will come. The money will follow because you're gonna you're gonna work you're gonna find a way to make money doing something that you love. So smoking cigars for me it's it's Alejandro Toledo and cigar smoking is synonymous. It's one and the same. People that know me they know me for cigars. Oh, that's a cigar guy. Mm. Like it's a way of life. It's not like I you know I, I wake up in the morning and I have a cigar. Throughout the day I have a cigar. Before I go to bed I have a cigar. Like it's just it's a way of life that I saw growing up. That I, I mean, my grandfather was a, you know, he was a businessman and he always smoked cigars. And I, and I always thought, I was like, oh man, he must be good at, I mean, he's doing good at what he's doing. And I'm guessing cigars help him do that. And it actually did. It helped him think. It helped him relax. Right. It helped him conduct himself in a certain way where, you know, it just helped him. And I see cigars as bringing people together. So I love and I love coming together with people and doing this stuff. So yeah, well, hell, why not? It's a great philosophy. You know, you're gonna you're gonna be the most skilled at something that you're the most passionate about. Absolutely. You know, you're now g- you're just a poser. You're it, just trying. Yeah, and so putting a front. 
Yeah, so you, you put in the time, you put in the effort at something that you care about, and if it can make money for you either now or sometime down the right. road, it's all the more better. That's it. I mean, that's why we started the podcast, not to make money per se, but because it's something that we're really passionate about. We both smoke at least a cigar a day anyway. We might as well talk to each other and talk to other people about it. Yeah, it's, it's the cigar culture. You know, I only got into cigars, it's been six or eight years ago. And actually, my pastor got me into cigars. I won't, I won't bore our listeners with the story. Your, your pastor? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I like I'll tell guy. you the story <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, he's a good dude. Real good dude. But um, I was so overwhelmed by the culture, by the generosity, by the kindness, by the gentlemanly aspect of holding a cigar. There you go. You know, just, just the gentleman's behavior and the etiquette. And the, we're all the time talking about different etiquette tips, everything, you know, things like that. When you're, so I'm gonna do something here. I'm gonna I'm gonna test your brand ambassador skills. I don't have skills. If I, I if I <laughs> if I had never smoked a cigar before, sell me on it. If you had never smoked a cigar before, if I if I said, hey, I've thought about smoking cigars, why should I? Well, I'll tell you like my grandfather told me, cigars like a woman. You can. I'm in. You can. <laughs> you can. You can see it. You can taste it. You can feel it, and you can smell it. That's a cigar. You know, it's, it's one of those things that it brings all your senses together because of all those things I just said. And then he said, not as good as a woman, obviously, but at times it's better because it don't, don't, doesn't talk back to you. It's just you and that cigar, and that's it. And there's no animosity, there's no anger, there's no stress, there's no anguish, there's just you and that cigar. So it's a form of expression to smoke a cigar because it allows you to be still with time. We're constantly running around, working, doing this, doing that, the kids, school, wife. I have a fiance, I don't have a wife, but I actually met her. Um, one of the things that she that that attracted her um, uh, to me was that I was smoking a cigar by myself, and everyone else was hanging out doing their own thing, and I was by myself smoking a cigar. I didn't have to be with a crowd, which I love being with crowds too. But I was just—I happened to be—I wanted to be left to be left alone that night and just enjoy my cigar. So that's you know, I know I went on and on about probably answer more than, than what you expected but that's that's how I feel about cigar like uh, if you're not you, you know people are missing out yeah if if you don't smoke cigars and you don't never you know we refer to a cigar a lot of times as a unit of time right from the time you light the cigar till the time the cigar you burns go. your fingertips is a unit of time that you're sharing with another human being exactly and it's just, and you're far more eloquent in your description of selling me nah. a cigar. I think that's... <laughs> no, nah, you, you, you nailed it right on the head, too. That's, that's a great way to do it. So coming on through, coming back to Caldwell in particular, how is the industry changing? Because I've noticed it seems like Caldwell has really stepped up in the last four or five years. Y'all's marketing and promotion of cigars and building a brand, you know, hiring people like Jonathan... How was that planned out, or did this cigars start? Did the market dictate it? 
did y'all decide, okay, we're going to build a brand, or did you decide we're going to make good cigars and the brand came after it? How does that go? What's the chicken in the we, egg? We always, the, the first thing was, the first thing was always the passion and the drive, uh, the passion for cigars. And then we wanted to, um, Robbie has, um, he's a great influencer, and I think he has a, um, a sophisticated palate to blend cigars. He has a, just an innate ability to, to blend cigars, and he always wanted to do that. And it's, it was an expression of himself to, to do that. So our thing was always, from, from day one, let's, let's start blending cigars. Let's start making cigars. And, um, and let's build a brand around it. Um, let's put um, our artistic inclination, swag, if you will, and let's put it all into a cigar. And let's make a badass cigar that people are going to enjoy, and let's sell it. Let's share it. Let's let's make a living out of doing this, out of doing something that that we love, we, we love and we enjoy, and let's have fun with it, because we do have a lot of fun with it. Now we're going to step away for a break. We always take a break in the middle of the show. We'll step away for a break. When we come back, though, I want to talk to you about. The nuts and bolts. Do you ever get involved in the blending and choosing? And how much of the actual creation of the cigar, or do you stay more to the sales side? But we're kind of talk about that when we get back. Perfect. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is one of your hosts, Shane, sitting across from Trey. Bringing you in with Flourish tonight. How'd you like that? I've seen that. <laughs> and uh, Alejandro Toledo sitting here with us tonight. Brand yes, ambassador sir. for Caldwell Cigar. Thanks for having me. So, Alejandro, how much of the production side of the cigar business do you get into as far as the blending? And I know Caldwell sources their, Caldwell sources their tobacco differently than most of the companies. Yep that you talk about and how much of that do you get involved with? I actually don't get involved in that. I, I like to be more involved in it, uh, but that's not my thing. That's not my specialty. I don't, um, that's, that's robber's gig. That's robber's gig. I mean, I'm going to get a little bit involved um, next week. I'm going to the art. So um, I might get a little bit involved just for the fun of it. But, uh, you know, I've seen the process, obviously, but, uh, but no, I don't get involved in the, uh, I mean, I do, I, do, I do my own thing. And we all, well, each of us has their own responsibility, you know, and we know our strengths and we know our weaknesses, you know, and we just. Yeah. Does he, does he at least let you in early enough to, to try some of the stuff? Yeah. You get early access. Yeah. Like <laughs> we, we try a lot of stuff. Like I remember when I tried the Anastasia, uh, when I first tried the Anastasia, I picked up Robert, and we were going to uh, going to Soho in the beach in Miami. This place that we would frequent and smoke cigars and you know have dinner, have a drink, whatever. And he sits in my car. He's like, "Try this shit." 
we can curse, right, a little bit? A little bit. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But this is what he said. Try this shit. Did my face give that away? Is that what happened? No, <laughs> sorry. Because <laughs> I certainly didn't intend I like, that. I'm know, sorry. I don't, yes, it's no. when you clutched <laughs> your pearls and said, I declare. There, there are certain words that I like to use, and yeah. it just adds like it adds power to whatever it is that you're trying to convey. Go for so, it. No worries. Shit is one of those. <laughs> so, but I'll, I, won't be, I won't be nasty. Don't worry about it. So he said, try this shit. And I'm like, this ain't shit. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Excuse me. So it was Anastasia. This is amazing. And he said, uh, he said, that's Anastasia, baby. We're like, okay, who the hell is Anastasia? Historically speaking, I don't know who Anastasia is, but I'm like, I mean, Anastasia, like Anastasia? Yeah, that's Anastasia. So, I mean, I know what a good cigar tastes like, and yeah. I know what a bad cigar tastes like, too. So. So, all the, so a lot of what Robert's been doing lately has been collaborations with the T and the All Out Kings and yes. things like that. What, what's your thoughts on the collaboration cigars? I love, it. I love it because I love the fact that we get to collaborate with friends like, uh, like Matt, like Tony. And, uh, and then you have guys like AJ Fernandez, for example. That's, you know, so for us, it's, like, uh, it's kind of like a kid that likes to play ball and, and you know, A-Rod says, hey, you know what? I think that I think that we should make a bat and um, we should do a bat together, you know, for the youth or whatever it is. I, I think that we should collaborate and make, make a bat. Like, that's, that's awesome. Because obviously, you know, these guys have been in the game longer than we have, so... It's, it's interesting. It's validation to a certain extent to it know is. that these guys want to play on the same field Abs- as you. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, you know, guys that know more, that have more experience. Uh, and, and we, you know, even though we took our own twist into, uh, like I said before, and our, our branding, it's, uh, it's a, uh, our branding is just, uh, it, it's who we are. It's an expression of who we are. But we learn from the old school. You know, we learned smoking old school cigars, you know, and, and, and we, we take that and then we give it our own twist. So having these people, these, these, these guys that are, uh, that are, that played a pivotal role in the cigar industry and joining forces with them and blending cigars, it's, it's, it's an amazing experience. How different is the cigar today than from the cigar you grew up with? How different, I mean, is... Have the techniques changed? Is the construction different, or is just the how has it changed? I, I think that um, one of the things that I love about boutique brands is that it allows uh, it, it, it's it's kind of like thinking outside of the box. So let's play around with recipes and let's make something different. Um, I won't say better out of respect, but uh, but let's enhance it. Let's make it different. Let's enhance it. Let's uh, let's try this and let's try that and see what comes up with it. And and, and you know, it's like the Connecticut that I smoke now, like the Eastern Standard. It, it's it, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be biased, but I can't I can't help myself. It's it's like nothing I ever no no. It's like no other Connecticut I had, I had tried before, and I tried this over five years ago before the company was actually started. And I'm like, wow, this is not a this is not your typical Connecticut. This is so 
it's interesting to see how things have evolved from your standard to not your standard, you know. So we talk, we've been talking the last couple of weeks about cigar tourism. What's your favorite festival? I know you go to some cigar festivals and all that stuff as the brand ambassador. What's a really good cigar festival you think everybody should go to? The IPCPR. <laughs> well, it'd be nice if they would open it up. Oh, I think they should open it up for, for the public. See, yeah. I've got someone that agrees with me. We've, we've mean, been toting I, that flag yeah. forever. I, I think that uh, I think they should have like a tasting booth for, for the public and kind of give, give the, the public a, a, um, a way to express themselves and, and kind of like uh, participate in the process because the, the consumers are the ones that are actually, you know, <laughs> smoking the product, not only ourselves. So um, there is one event that, um, and it's, it's, it's a local event, and that's, that's one that's open to the public, and it's, uh, it's my hometown of Miami, and it's, uh, it's a golf event. I'm not a golfer, but it's, uh, it's a great event because um, so a bunch of guys playing golf and different uh, liquor companies and, 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 you know, cigar companies. We get together, and we just smoke cigars and eat Cuban food, and, you know, it's, a, it's not a massive event, but it's a great event. But out of cigar events... Um, because IPCPR is not—it's not just business. It's—it's it's, to me, it is an event because you're—you get to showcase your uh, your cigars. You get to uh, experience—you uh, know—you get to smoke other cigars. You get to collaborate. You get to mingle with your with the other uh, the other brands, the, the other um, cigar companies, and uh, then you go out and you have dinner and you go to different events and you go to restaurants and you go to bar and you sit down and you and you talk and you get you get to share ideas and experiences so to me that's an event i mean there's work there's a lot of work to it but it's also fun it's a celebration of the cigar itself it is yeah it's a celebration of the cigars itself so i'm curious and we've kind of asked you this already but i want to put a little bit different spin on it you you guys are doing some really innovative stuff and i've got to say you know when you pick up a caldwell cigar you know it it tastes different it tastes unique it tastes like a caldwell cigar in your mind, whether it's from the brand or the culture or what, what sets Caldwell Cigars apart from everybody else? We, what, one of the things that, that uh, we pride ourselves on is we capitalize on making quality product. And not... Uh, you know, we're not thinking macro. We're thinking micro. We're thinking, we're not thinking uh, quantity. We're we're thinking quality. So, the fact that we can blend rare tobacco, and some some tobacco that guys out there don't don't even, you know, they're, they're they oversee, they overlook, and um, that's what makes us different. That we can um, we we can see far and beyond, and we can go to a factory and check out different tobaccos and say that, that, and that will go great together. It's okay that these guys are not doing it, but I think if we do it, we have something and we're going to make it work. Um, and then we blend it, we try it, it's amazing, and it's going to work. So that's, we, we, we're very much about that, you know, about um, as far as the quality. 
you know, um, it's... There's only a handful of cigar brands that I can say I've never had a bad one. Caldwell's one of those. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, and that's what we want to hear. You know, I mean, because whether it's construction or flavor or, or some combination of the two, usually there's a dud in the bunch. And, and I've got to say for, for Caldwell, that, that that's, you're one of a, an elite category up there, I think, only with Padron and Perdomo that I've never had one burn sideways on me. I've never been led astray with it. And, and I think that's a huge testament to exactly what you were talking about. And also, we're, we're fortunate enough to have um, the guys from Ventura um, make our cigars. I mean, t- to say the least, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, they have the experience. They have the knowledge. They have the passion. They have the drive. And so... Her, them and I see out of eye. Them and us, and um, so that's that's a huge factor, you know, because we're we're on we're we're all we're all rowing the same boat, right? And we're very hands on, and we're very like. I've been traveling for the last three months. I go home for four days, and then I'll be in the DR with Robbie. So we're very hands on, and every process. Okay, does your fiance smoke cigars? She doesn't. She does. But she likes to drink rum like I do, and she loves the smell of cigars. Okay, so I've got to get some, I've got to get some advice from you while <laughs> I have you on here. So my wife smokes cigars with me. Nice. And she smoked flavored, and finally she decided to quit flavored cigars. Thank God. Hallelujah. And she's trying to develop a palate. How do you help someone develop a palate? Because she still has trouble deciding, discerning the flavors. You know, I'm smoking this cigar, and I'm getting kind of a very rich and a nutty flavor from it. And she just doesn't seem to ever capture that Okay. when she's talking about cigars. What do I do for her? She's going to listen to this this weekend. So well, what do we do? I would ask you, I mean, obviously you know what she likes, but what does she like? Does she like coffee? Does she like chocolate? Um, does she like wine? Does she like rum? Does she like whiskey? What does she like? And then you can go ahead. What does she like? Um, of that list, chocolate's the only thing on it because she doesn't really drink Chocolate? it. Neither one of us drink coffee. Okay. So going back, which is great answer, and I was hoping you say that because since we're smoking a King is Dead, and I told you earlier that King is Dead goes very well pairing it with a chocolate. So that's how you find it. You know, what do you like? You like chocolate? Okay, try this. This is like enhancing. You're going, by smoking this cigar, you're going to enhance the flavor of that chocolate. And you're going to enhance the flavor of the cigar. Because it's similar. It's like having that dessert, but you're smoking it. So that's how you find your palate. You know, you you try different things also, you know. Um, Do you like spicy things? Do you like things, you you know, do you gravitate towards creaminess or, or sweetness? Um, do you like leathery things? I mean, do you like cask? I mean, what is it that... And that's how you kind of like... For instance, someone says to me they like creaminess and they like smoothness. So, all right. Speaking about my cigars, and, and let me say, I, I don't just smoke our stuff. Like, I, I, I love cigars in general, and there's a lot of stuff that I try and I'm a fan of. Obviously, I love my stuff more because it's just... It's our... It's our baby. That's just... You've got some skin in the game. It's, it's personal. Got, it's yeah. personal, right? So, but, so someone likes that, 
morning coffee creaminess, uh, smoothness, smoke a tea. Smoke an Eastern Standard. And you start picking up your palate. You start figuring out what it is that you like. And your palate varies because my palate in the morning is not the same. It's not the same. In, in the, my palate changes in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night. I have three palates. We, we talk about that quite often on the show about this is a great breakfast smoke. This is a great after-dinner smoke. Correct. This is a dip, great, you know, and all the different, because you're right, you know, not only is it going to change just by what you've experienced during the day, what time of day, but also what else you've smoked that right. day. I mean, if I've right. already smoked a super strong, heavy cigar, or maybe I smoked a really light cigar, that's going right. to change kind of what I'm in the mood right. for going forward. Exactly. And that's how I have my, my humidor set up. My light, my medium, my medium plus. I'm not, I don't, I smoke full body cigars too, but I tend to gravitate towards the, uh, the medium, medium plus. Have you got to smoke the Western Standard yet? The Western Standard? Yes. No. Not yet. <laughs> huh? Oh, Pacific Standard. Oh, the Pacific Standard. Pacific Standard. The one they're only selling out west, the one we can't get over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, was, I was wondering if they had let, if yeah, you yeah. got to try that. Yeah. The, the regional cigar thing is interesting to me because, you know, here we have some regional cigars right. that you can't pick up out out west or up north and then they have some we can't pick up I'm, I'm wondering how does that benefit how does the marketing on that benefit a cigar company it does because I think you know we go back to that to whatever it is that you like uh, it's you know it, it's like a speaker giving a speech you, you gotta know who your you gotta know who your audience is so for some reason uh, there's certain areas that like big ring you know big ring gauges, you know, and some, some like Coronas and some like, you know, Corona Petites or some like Toros or some like uh, Double Toros or some, you know, Robustos. I mean, and it's just, it varies. So you just, you just adapt to it. And it, and it is a great thing for, for business because um, now you're not just selling one product. Now you have variation. Now you have different, um, I would say, uh, yeah, you just tailor to 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 different taste, you know. Yeah, well, and we, you know, I was, I'm glad you brought up the different sizes and shapes because that's something that I noticed. I years ago, I used to live in Atlanta, and I was a rep down there, and it, and and the uh, going into the different shops and seeing the differences from even one state to another, like. Atlanta is all six by sixty. There's a ton yeah. of big ring gauge yeah. smokers down there. Whereas you come up here and you get more of the Robusto, Corona, Churchill right. kind of things. And even even as close as, as Georgia to Tennessee, there's still a big difference. And then I, I can imagine talking about how you know palate changes time of day. I'm sure climate affects that as well. Absolutely, because my 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 palate changes summer to winter. So I can imagine California cigar smoker is going to have a different palate than a Pennsylvania mm-hmm. cigar smoker in Wisconsin and wherever. So it, it makes perfect sense. It does. It does. So internationally, outside of the United States, where's Caldwell biggest? Sweden. Sweden. Really? Uh, Germany? So how the... Have you? So I assume you've traveled out of the country and all representing Caldwell. Not really. You haven't had a lot of opportunity, a lot no. of instance. Uh, that's 
another that's no, that's Robbie's gig too, you know. So he's getting all the good gigs. Yeah, it's like he's got his name on the thing. Yeah, or he also went into my <laughs> office the other day. He took a bunch of my cigars that I've been aging for a while and keeping there. But that's fine because I took some of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Turnabout's fair play. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, well, Robert, um, he loves Europe, you know, and and a lot of our artwork and a lot of our inspiration comes from from the travels. He loves Europe. He loves the South. Um, so he loves. It's antiques. like Ali's working here yeah, again. What here? <laughs> we need to get Sean a full drum set. <laughs> sounds like sounds like me growing up. Yeah, <laughs> like my house growing up. So um, so Rob so Robert likes to go to the do the European. He, he does. He does. Um, and I think he fits the mold. You know, he's tall. He looks looks like a Viking. Like, a, lo- a good-looking Viking, you know? Like, I don't know. He just fits that mold. I don't. I think I'm, well, I don't think I fit any mold, but whatever. That's, a, that's another story. <laughs> but, um, but I don't get involved in that. I'm, a, I'm actually, um, I mean, we, we got to, like I said, we got to divide and conquer, so. Right. Okay, so I've got to put you on the spot again. Go ahead. Fiance, you're getting married soon. What do you smoke at the wedding? What do I smoke in the wedding? What do you smoke at the wedding? What is, what is the cigar? The king is dead because I hung on my gloves. <laughs> in my king chair. <laughs> I just got dethroned. <laughs> Symbolic. <laughs> well, one of the questions that we ask every guest that we have on, and we, we typically get some very political answers out of this, and I'm hoping this is going to be the difference. Um, so money and quantity, no object. You're trapped on a desert island with one cigar. What is it? With one cigar? With one cigar. What's your Desert Island cigar? Eastern Standard. I still haven't had that cigar. I've got to change that. And the, and the reason why I say Eastern Standard is because as much as I love King is Dead. Um, now, that's a good rep right there. There you go. My man. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. He is great. Um, and that's, that's another thing. Uh, I... I And I'll say it, um, he's, he's a piece that, that the company was missing, uh, Jonathan. So we're lucky to have him. And, um, and he's lucky to hang around with a guy like me for four days. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You've been te- he's been sitting under the learning tree. Yeah. He's, he's learned a lot. Can't share any no, of it, but learned we, a lot, we, right? We, I don't know <laughs> shit. We, we learn as we go. We, I learn something new every day. But, um, but it will be the Eastern Standard simply because that's a cigar the the one that I fell in love with first from our brand and then it, it as much as I like other cigars um, and I'll say a Padron 1926 it's hard for me not to take that cigar because that's a cigar that I smoke on a daily basis and that's a cigar that I can smoke in the morning mid-morning afternoon at night that's just uh, it's it's my everyday, yeah. you know, it, it's... Well, and, and I, I got away from Connecticut cigars for a very long time. As my palate developed, I kind of increased in strength. Right. Getting all the way up to that full body, knock your head off, and, and then okay. real, realize that I was just, you know, doing it for the sake of doing it. And I've backed down, and I've gotten back into Connecticut a lot recently, which is why I'm so excited to try this, because people are doing some really innovative and flavorful things with Connecticut. Yep. It used to be... Connecticut meant mild. You know, you're right. smoking just air. 
Right. And that's not the case anymore. No. There are some amazing mild to medium and even medium-bodied Connecticut's out there that are just really, really changing what we think of as a Connecticut cigar. And that that's just awesome to me. Well, you and I are thinking the same. And... Um, and and I think there will be more more changes to that, you know, because it, it is it is a great cigar, it's a delicate cigar because Connecticut's are delicate, right? But if you treat it nicely, and 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 you 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 blend it with the right tobacco, you you can get a a, a very very refined, flavorful, creamy, uh, filled with flavor cigar. If you do it the right way, if you blend it the right way, you can get a lot of a Connecticut. Yeah, and and I think that's what people are finding, and you can probably speak to this more than I can. But I think you know there there was a time the cigar smoker was either a mild, medium, or full, and and, right. and they're realizing now that just because I don't want full body doesn't mean I don't want full flavor. Right. And I think that's where that change is happening, and it's and it's been really exciting. And that's what thinking outside of the box uh, comes into play. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's make a Connecticut that that. Um, that a person that enjoys a medium body cigar will also enjoy because right. of that flavor, because of the intensity, yeah, and the blend. Uh, and that's that's what I say about the uh, Eastern Standard. Um, there's just, you know, it's it's there's so much going on in that cigar. Yeah, that just gotta have it. Okay, does Caldwell do anything in Figurados or Solomons or any of the more exotic? Because it, it always impresses me that Caldwell has such exotic tobacco, but y'all's Vitolas are pretty standard. Yes. And uh, matter of fact, I don't even, the, I think the truth is the only, can, only torpedo you even do? We do torpedoes and Savages. Savages we do torpe- and Express, uh, King is Dead. Okay. But Austin just doesn't carry them here. Okay, so you do more of a pure. And I'll, how much difference smoking cigars your whole life? How much different does the Vitola make for you smoking the cigars? Does it change the oh, yeah. blend? It, it's to me, it's part of the experience. It's part of that. What my grandfather said, you know, it's like you're feeling it, you're touching it, right? So when I grab a cigar, I want to grab a cigar that fits well in my in my, my in my hand in my finger. And I want to be able to, that's why I gravitate towards the Toros and uh, the Robustos. I usually start my day with a Robusto, and then I, you know, gradually, um, you know, escalate to, uh, uh, to a Toro or a Double Toro. You know, it's, it's I'll, I'll even smoke uh, 60s, um, sometimes at night when I have more time to just sit on wine and have, uh, you know, uh, with my Zacapa, which is my favorite drink to pair a cigar with, uh, Zacapa rum. So, yeah, I mean, the, that, it, does make a, it does make a difference. So we're kind of coming up to the end of the show tonight. Thank you so much for joining oh, us. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. Being able to be here. And my last question I've got for you, what's the future for Caldwell Cigars? Do you have new brands coming out, or are you all focusing on the brands you have? What's, what's the long-term plan here? The future is that we have yet to scratch the surface. There's, there's cool things coming out. There's innovative stuff coming out. And um, we, we had a great meeting um, a couple months ago. 
and uh, we're, we're, we're revamping certain things, uh, enhancing certain things. Uh, there's going to be more swag. There's going to be more, uh, more of that. Let's have fun. Let's, let's, let's do what we do best, which is sometimes make a fool of, make fun of ourselves. And, you know, let's, let's, so now that we have this great team, let's take it back to the basics of, um, so we're, we're just going to continue what we started, um, and getting more creative as we go along. Well, I will tell you, we've known Jonathan for many, many years, and I'll, for as long as I've been coming, even yeah. to the place before this. The change in Jonathan since he's kind of got into the Caldwell culture has been noticeable. Oh, yeah? He's, least, wearing, least he's, wearing, all, he's wearing less buttons on his shirt. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He's kind of unbuttoning the shirt. He's loosening up a little. He's, <laughs> he's talking to people and all, and it's... It's really interesting how the rep job has kind of changed yeah. Jonathan's overall appearance. I mean, it, you know, he's, he still loves football, still loves all the things he loved before, but it's, it's really interesting that the he, change. He loves undergone. Alabama. He loves Alabama. <laughs> Our little boy's all grown up. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Roll tight. <laughs> but it's really been interesting how coming into the culture of your company has kind of changed, changed the people working there. It, that's when you know it's it's really uh, it's really working when you right. feel it changing the people at all. So again, thank you, Alejandro Toledo, for being with us tonight. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Appreciate this. In the meantime, uh, listeners that have any questions, want to suggest topics for future shows, or just drop us a line, you can always get a hold of us via email info at thecigarcast.com. We're on Facebook.com/slash/thecigarcast and Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast. And for you guys that are listening, thank you so much. For, for allowing me to do this uh, and share my passion. And uh, you guys that are fans, I appreciate the support. And if it wasn't for you guys, we, we wouldn't have a brand to, to represent. I, I mean, I wouldn't be here. So thank you. And I appreciate you all. Yeah, thank you. Thank so one last question. I Go know. Ahead. I said that before. Yeah. But one last question. He'll one last bring question you to death. So someone says, okay, you've never smoked a Caldwell cigar. Which Caldwell cigar do you give your friend to introduce him to the line? Eastern Standard. All right, Shane. Perhaps an Anastasia. Okay. So they can, so they can, and uh, now throwing a uh, King is Dead. Okay. Shane, what would you say to that question? So I'll give him three. <laughs> so the Long Live the King Mad MF is my favorite Caldwell cigar. No, that's a badass cigar. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite Caldwell cigar, but that's not one you can hand to the new smoker. Nope. That, one, that one's a journeyman smoke. That's why I said Eastern Standard first. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the Blind Man's Bluff. See, that, I mean, that's, that, that, that would bluff, be my answer. I Blind Man's Bluff, is, I love that cigar. Well, thanks everyone for listening to us this week, and until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. Yeah.